a cop, you idiot. I'm Detective John Kimball. Yes, I am. I am Detective John Kimball, and I hit the wrong button there. So let me do this again. Um, sorry about that, guys. Here we go. From the Black Swan Media Studios, deep inside a secret underground bunker, we're speaking to freedom-loving patriots from all around the country and the world. Welcome to the resistance. This is John Crump, live. Live. Why, hello there, my friends. My name is John Crump. I am a investigative journalist. And we are going to be talking about a lot of different things today because today has been a very, very busy day. And let me bring on Rich. Rich, how are you doing, my friend? Oh, I was just practicing. Practicing for what? Nothing. No. Okay. So, uh, John, you're a self-identified investigative journalist. I hope you get that right. Hey, that guy's cool. Wow. Um, so we have a guest. We have uh, Michael Woodland with us today. And uh, Michael came on on a day that we got stuff to talk about, a, a news day. So uh, I guess we'll, you want to bring him in and introduce him and, and, yeah, and sure. as we get our layout right. Boom. MW. What's going on, good people? It's Michael Woodland once again in the flesh. <laughs> so t- tell us who you are. Well, Michael Woodland, um, as I stated beforehand, I'm firearms trainer, competition shooter, um, someone who just loves the Second Amendment, um, partner with a couple companies like JM4, uh, Hunter HD Gold, DevTech, Aegis Gun Care, and there's like two or three more that I can't think of right now. Oh, cool. But, yeah, um, we, we know Aegis, of course, uh, yeah. uh, H&M Tactical. So, uh, mm-hmm. oh, there, there's Rod. Yeah. So, um, but like I said, it's nothing special about me. Just someone who no. loves firearms. Why would you say nothing special about you? I'm just a <laughs> citizen, just like you. Uh, unlike you, I don't fly a plane into buildings or interstate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did John travel- tell you to say that? No, no, no. Nobody told me to say that. I just remember our <laughs> conversation from a couple of years ago. <laughs> but I do travel around doing shooting competitions, just talking to people in relation to firearms and, and training. And you're also a veteran? Yes, I am. I am 22 years uh, retired military. Wow, 22 years. Thank you for your service. Yeah, man. It was just for me to get out of Virginia. That's the only reason. <laughs> you're in Virginia? We're in Virginia. Where are you at? I'm originally from Newport News, Virginia. Uh, okay, southern. I'm in the northern part of Virginia. Got gotcha. you. Oh, by the way, the you said you, you, you said you were sponsored by uh, what was that company's? Uh, J, J, J. Yeah, JM4 Tactical. <gasps> Did you bring protection? Uh, I, I left it at home. It, it's just a little uncomfortable. <sighs> Sounds like you've never used jam4 tactical before lined with leather for your pleasure jam4 tacticals magnetic holsters keep your piece securely in place without the need for a belt so when you slide it in uh, feels like there's nothing there click the link to get your hands on your own holster or go to jm4tactical.com 
<laughs> I want to know who wrote that commercial. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, hey, Rich, I also asked you to send me the link so I can share this live with people who wants to watch it that I Jeez. know. Yeah, but, did you, you know, email me? And I, because I'm bad on email. Yeah, yeah, it was an email. Yeah, I, you know, it's like I got my corporate thing going on, and so I don't check email as frequently during the day. So your All right, I'm not a- thing is you trying to get access to another Cessna or something. <laughs> like that? I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Asking for a friend. No, no, my my day gig is uh, I'm like a cloud engineer. Gotcha. Okay. You know, IT geek. Uh, but yeah, my, I haven't been flying in a while. I, I got to get, I got to do biannual flight review in a medical and I'm thinking about starting to fly again. Hmm, okay. So, I was thinking about getting, um, a flight license, but I think my height's going to be an issue for that. How tall are you? Six, five. I don't know. Uh, just don't fly in small airplanes. Yeah, that's the problem. Everything is small. Like even when you go get a house, what the cabinet heights are what thirty inches or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I always got to bend over, hurt my back. My my daughter's five zero. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but can you send me the link or put it in the oh, chat or something like yeah, that? Yeah, sure. If I can share it, if you don't mind. Yeah. Oh man, this. All right, let me do it on my phone because my freaking computer. Once I run Streamyard on my computer that I keep saying I'm gonna replace soon, <laughs> um, it, it just totally dogs. Yeah, so, um, but what's going on with you there, um, Mr. Crump? It's been a minute since we last spoke with each other. Yeah, just, uh, just uh, arguing with the grifter Rob Pincus out there. <laughs> <laughs> you arguing with Rob? What are you arguing with Rob for? Rob? He's a grifter. <laughs> that's, that's what he is. John, <laughs> oh, don't hold back. Tell us what you really think. No, that, that, that is what I really think. You know that. <laughs> Actually, I, I have great conversations with Rob because we'll start off talking personal stuff, then it'll break off into firearms. If you struggle to, then it'll break off into like um, political stuff with firearms, and then we'll go back to personal stuff, and then we'll conclude the conversation. Uh, it's good. always like that with us. <laughs> John, I, I can't on John Crump Live. I don't see the the link, the video. I mean, it's on my channel. Oh, that's because someone didn't put it on my channel. Thank you, Rich. I didn't put it on your channel? Crap. <sighs> no wonder we only uh, had 16 viewers. All right. <laughs> Is it one of those type things you can go to YouTube and um put it in? Yeah, I'm, I'm replying to you now with my channel, but... Um, yeah, I missed clicking up. Here it is, John Crump. My channel. But... And I and I and I said the thing about Rob being a grifter because I know he's watching. Right? <laughs> is he? So is this where we all like pounce on Rob? No, no. I thought I was Pickers. on my channel, so it doesn't really matter anymore. Or whatever. <laughs> oh, okay. Pick us, you grifter. <laughs> all right, and one more reply, and I'll send you John Crump's video. Sorry, Crumpy. I have no idea. All righty. Got that done. So uh, did we talk about the elephant in the room yet? I, I think we need to get on that. What would that be? Well, the uh, what, what happened with JSD today. Hmm. 
please enlighten me. We was talking about it before um, you jumped so, off. So, then... I guess 9 a.m., two ATF agents in suits and ties came to JSD's offices and gave them a cease and desist letter because they said if you sell something that's 80% and a trigger at any time to the same individual, you're illegally selling a firearm. So uh, my visual aid was an 80% AR lower and uh, which basically, I mean, I don't know how many companies sell these things together and they're not considered a firearm. So uh, JSD did not get raided. They did not disclose any information to the AFT and um Basically, they said, hey, let's let's talk to our lawyers and figure out what we can get done and how to go about things in the future. And so they turned off their website, basically. I, I don't know if they told right, everybody I'm not to in go my home, other... John, what do you know? About what? Uh, did they shut down the office or, you know, did they no, tell no, their employees no. go home today? Or uh, There are still people there. I mean, I know Bob's still there. I'm not sure exactly what they did. Yeah, I, I actually haven't reached out to anybody directly at JSD, so I, I just figured they got enough crap going on. I don't want to bother them. I know Xander Cron uh, talked to Jordan today. Yeah. Want to know the best way to potentially make a... Yeah, a bunch of people uh, talked to Jordan today. Big income online? Um, but yeah, he's kind of... lots of small... Hopefully... We'll, we'll, all right, I'm not in my other studio. Why? If you... As of yeah. now, are you there? Let's go ahead and talk. I'm here. We're sorry. all here. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, my whole damn Crump, thing. Do you have is... too much tech in your office? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So yeah. So the <laughs> ATF. Uh, yeah. They they turned off, they turned off their website voluntarily, um, but right now they're trying to figure out what it is because the, the thing it's very very confusing what the actual letter says. The letter kind of says, you know. Um, the, the letter kind of says, you know, if, uh, what did it say? Uh, if, uh, like they sell you a frame and then later on you buy a part from them at any time at any time, then it is, it is called it. It's like structuring, like, you know, it's a financial term where you like structure. So the, the whole, all right, keep going. Cause I, I can go off on structuring. Yeah, they're basically, but structuring is usually the person doing the structuring and not the actual company. You know? Right, right. So, uh, do, does anybody know what the crime of structuring is? Yeah, because I Because that's something they charged uh, Rush Limbaugh with. So, structuring is basically if you take $10,000 or more out of the bank, it gets reported to the Fed. No, if- yeah, yeah. But no, if you pit if more you than take 10, multiple amounts, no, it's deposits. Other way. If you put in more than ten grand, yes, I think it's any transaction of ten grand or more in deposit or withdrawal. Yeah. I, I'm real sure on that. So I, I don't argue with Crumpy much, but that, that's one time I'm pretty sure. I, yeah, you, you might I know be. It. So. 
the idea, so here, here's the dumb thing. Here's the thing that bothers me about structuring is if you transact 10 grand or more, it gets reported to the Fed. But if you do multiple transactions of like $8,000 or like every other day, if you took out five grand every other day, that gets reported also as structuring. So obviously almost everything you're doing is getting reported somehow uh, because if you want to avoid getting reported to the Fed and take out like five grand on Monday, five grand on Tuesday, five grand on Wednesday, that gets reported to the Fed as structuring and you're guilty of a crime of trying to hide transactions. So it's all BS in my mind. It's my money. If I put it in the bank, take it out of the bank, do whatever the hell I want with it. So, I mean, I actually had this recently. Um, my wife wanted to put 10 grand in the safe. And I said, okay, uh, take out $10,100. So we're not guilty of structuring. So it gets reported to the Fed. And who the heck cares? It's my money. You know, that's simple. So they're, they're claiming selling a lower in selling a trigger group is structuring in polymer 80s. But if that's so, if I buy these two products, I, I got a lower parts kit in this baggie and an 80% AR lower, that's functionally the same stuff. How come the AFT isn't knocking on everybody else's door that has these things? I have no idea. Which I, I just think it's wise or customer wise. I don't know. Because you know, if it could it be customer wise. That In, means that the list is real. So now, now my next question is: JSD isn't the only one selling polymer eighties out there. In companies that sell polymer 80s sell lower parts kits also did anybody else get a knock on the door by the atf today but do they do this to kind of shake everybody up by going to one company and thinking everybody else is going to shake and so here's what i think is going on what i think is going on is i think that the ATF knows this is BS, that the cease and desist will not stand up in court, but they've got the 120-day countdown from, I don't know, two weeks ago running down on the new frame and receiver law that mm -hmm. says you cannot sell this box. Uh, you apparently could sell the, the frame without the jig in the drills that would be legal is what whether so they're the contents of that box in you know less than 120 days the contents of this box are a firearm is what they're saying uh in 120 days so i think what the atf is doing is they know the cease and desist letter that they gave to jsd is complete bs and will not stand up but it will shut them down until the 120 days And I'm trying to read what Putang just said. John, do you see that? No, I see. Uh, and 
it's all coming, you Rich. Know, Rich, the P80 2020 step one. This is step two. A, a P- sure exactly means. Oh, P80 got uh, when P80 got rated. Oh, oh, okay. I'm in 2020. Uh, P-Tang, if you want to come on, man, you're more than welcome to come on. I just on. sent him the link. Yeah, you don't have to talk about anything. Um, I sent it to Oliver Drabington. So, yeah, I just... Uh, you see I'm, this black box right here? I'm well, I'm going to show you something right what's now. What's going on Some people are concerned that whatever... All right, I'm not in my other metrics that the ATF gets from the post office because JST sends stuff through the mail. Um, I think they've seen an upsurge, whether it's number of boxes, pounds of boxes, or whatever, or size of boxes, that the ATF saw an upsurge from uh, the USPS data coming from JSD out to people. And they figured they'd smack them in the gut and get them to stop. That is a possibility. So, Mike, I, I don't want to like dominate this topic here. Does anybody have questions about this? I, I mean, I, I brought Mike on. Mike hasn't been on the channel in a while. Not not in a year that I know of. I never um, been on Crump's. Um... He's never been on my channel, man. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I've been on Hank's channel with Mike Correct. in Correct. <laughs> the past. Yeah, it's a, not, I've been on Hank's while, channel but... with Mike, too. Right. Yeah, J- JFD, J- uh, not JFD, uh, uh, the JM4 Tactical Guys chat over there is like, man, you got to have Mike on your show. The, you know, this guy named Mike, he's really cool. Uh, and I, But you know what? I, I don't ever think I John told him that I've, to I've talked to you before. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, Mike. You know, Mike from JM4. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, oh frick, that's Mike Woodland. I know the guy. Yeah, yeah like, a lot. Of, a lot of people hey, know who I am. <laughs> and, and the dumb thing is, so I was saying this, you know, before we went live, is like, I, I'd love to have you on the show. I don't know why I didn't think of having you on in the past. You know, because right. I, I think Mike's a great guy, and we haven't met in person. Are Are you going to be going to Iraq Veteran in the fall? Every time I reach out to them. I never get a response back. I get you on. So yeah, I've never yeah, been. We'll, we'll make you know it happen. Yeah, uh, like uh, I'll get you away from. So. Uh, I'll get you on. You, if you want, John go. knows somebody. Yes. Yeah. He, John knows everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you ready? Going to tell the NSSF story again? Uh, if you want. Yeah, you can if you want. So uh, I think it's funny. I, you didn't I, realize I copied on it originally until like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so never, never uh, underestimate who John knows because, um, like, days before uh, Shot Show, I'm like, ah, eh, I might as well go. Like, I was out of work, and I'm like, well, there's no chance I'm going to get a contract to work next week. You know, let, let me go to Shot Show. I got airfare, you know, I've got Sky Miles and stuff like that. And I, I'm like, eh, you know, I probably can find a place to stay, you know, somebody renting a, uh, a Airbnb or something like that. I probably go out for mostly free. And, uh, oh, I, I just want to shout out to Scorched Earth Firearms, another guy that I'd love to have on the show. So if, if you want to jump on in the future, love to have you. Um, well, also a firearms trainer and Florida man. 
So, uh, and that's Rod Mills for those folks out there that don't know. So anyhow, I, I'm like Crump, you know, I, I'm thinking about going and Crump was going to go until he, whoop, until he got COVID. And uh, so Crump and I were going to hang out at SHOT Show and I'm like, oh, I, I didn't fill out to the forms to get in there. And so he, or who's, who's the president of National Shooting Sports Foundation? Larry John? King. Larry King. So he emailed Larry. It made it happen. It made it. <laughs> yeah, that's not how it, it. I'm I'm mostly Bambi brained in a way that like I'm like oh, all right whatever Larry. That I think I saw that you know like his tagline like president of. Yeah, no, I, I I told Rich that I was like oh, I know a guy over there I can probably get you in. So I emailed them both. Then Rich calls me. He's like, "Is that the president of NSSF?" I was like, yeah. <laughs> the only way to make it happen. They made but, it happen. Um, yeah. So let me ask you all this um, off topic. Um, have you seen the video that I did with the Jam 4 Tactical Coffee? Yeah, yeah. That no, coffee is great. Um, I haven't actually. Sorry. Oh, man. Rich, you got to go in there and watch that and tell me what you think of it. <laughs> I was actually surprised to hear that they came out with coffee. And the way I found out was um, Chad, the owner of Jam 4 Tactical, he actually ended up calling me one day and was like, um, hey, what flavor do you like? Yeah, they have and, great um, flavors. Actually, it was a text. Yeah, it, it was um, a text, not um, a call. And I was like, out of the selection he had gave me, it was like four flavors. And I told him whatever flavor, I think I picked vanilla. And I was like, okay, cool. Didn't know what it was about because I already knew he was going to end up calling me in a few days and explaining to me, right? Because, you know, he, he's very busy. And then about two days later, that's when he called and expressed to me, like, yeah, we're about to send you some coffee and this, that. I was like, I don't drink coffee, man. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, he was like, well, we, we need you to do a video <laughs> for this. And I was like, well, I'll make it happen. Just, just send it to me. He was like, okay, okay, okay. So I ended up doing the video and it's up now. So actually, they love that video. So, but oh. I just I need Rich to see it so he could tell me what he think. Yeah, oh, I, okay, I got it right here. I sent coffee to two eight. I sent coffee to two eight edu, and he just freaking like loved it. Try this strange ten yeah. second technique. Yeah, I know, tonight. like um, every because I did the video in my house, and every time I fired up the coffee pot and had the coffee brewing, it just made the house smell good. And I don't even like the smell of coffee, but. This stuff smells good, <laughs> but um, I wasn't tempted to try it, you know, because I just haven't had a cup of coffee since I was like eight years old. That was the last time I had a cup of coffee. But yeah, but if everybody will just head on over to YouTube and do a search for M-W Tactical and then under the playlist or product review, um, you'll see it under there. It's like the third or fourth one, I think it is. And Rich is talking, and he muted himself. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna post in the chat. You do a nice video, guy. Hey, man, thank you. You know, I was told that I look nice, so I figured I can make everything else look nice. No, I'm talking about well. your editing and all that. No, oh, you oh, look oh, nice. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying Actually, you don't look you know, nice. That was all a little assistant. That was my daughter handling all that. Ah, <laughs> her little seven year old self. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think um, the next thing I'm going to do is I want to do an, um, come up with um, something similar, but for Aegis Gun Care, because I haven't really done anything for Aegis yet. And I had a couple ideas, but 
every time I tried to bring it up, it didn't come out right. So. I don't. I don't know if I agree with Aegis. He, I think it's just perpetuating the myth that people have to clean guns. I'm like, really? Well, let me tell you what happened to me last weekend when I didn't clean my gun from the last match. <laughs> and all that carbon buildup had my firearm sluggish on the move. So I was like, I'm going to clean this. And when I got back to the hotel, then took me about 30 minutes with all that gunk buildup, you know, cleaning it out. But I think well, that's a, the next project I'm going to do. When I got my first gun, I used to clean it, like surgically clean it after every time I went shooting. I used to like totally not so clean the thing. And I, I guess, you know, now that it's not new to me, I don't clean my guns like that anymore. It just gun so it's almost good stuff. Yeah. But the only gun that I actually clean like that is my competition gun. But like mm-hmm. a seal carry gun, I, I probably cleaned that once last year, but I shot it all the time, like when I would do practice or whatever. Um, but I'm the same way with my firearms. I don't clean them like surgically clean them, but the only one I do that with is my competition gun. You got to keep mm-hmm. the competition gun ready to go, right? Correct. Yeah, because, you know, if something does happen, I don't want to have 10 issues that could possibly arise and then start eliminating them. Whereas if I already know it's clean, that already takes that one out the bucket. You know what I'm saying? So actually if it's already clean like that, that's going to take about three or four other matters out of the bucket as well. Yeah. Um, so how long have you been competing? Actually, I started competing when I was in the military and I started with IDPA and I didn't like how I was being treated in IDPA because I wasn't welcome, <laughs> you know. So then I went ahead and started shooting USPSA. And then, of course, USPSA came off as a little bit more fun for me. And mm. the people were more willing to help you understand the rules, okay. teach you the etiquette of the sport and okay. everything. So I got to stop you. USPSA. Why so, weren't you welcome? Uh, you want the clean version or the... Let me give it to you raw version. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what Wu Tang says, right? Uh, yeah, here we go. All right. So basically <laughs> what the place was. Rich was like, what do they say? I'm yeah. I'm an old white dude. I don't know that stuff. They like it raw, right. man. <laughs> I'm assuming that was it, but not not like I know lyrics or yeah. Mike knows well, what I'm so talking about. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. But basically, the only thing that took place was um, when I first got into the sport of IDPA, the members of this club that I was going to to shoot the IDPA match, um, I wasn't too liked because I think what it was was mainly I was younger than everybody else who was shooting there. And when new people come about, you know, I'm not going to even put race into it, but when new people come about and then they see you have a skill that can go past theirs, we call them badge protectors. And that's mm-hmm, actually mm-hmm. what ended up taking place. Whereas um, I was getting um, erroneous calls because um, back then it was something like um, you can drop the magazine, but if it had rounds in it, you'll get deducted points. If you're shooting a target and you're not behind cover, you get points deducted as well. And it, it just wasn't a welcoming experience. So every time you go out there, I always felt like they was looking for a reason to uh, DQ me or get me off the mm-hmm. road. They already got my money, but all right, let's 
find a mistake and get them off so we can actually continue to have fun. But um, I went to like three other USPSA matches and that didn't happen nowhere else but this one range, <laughs> you know. Now, was it older guys or younger guys in it was the all one group? Guys. Yeah, it was all older guys. Because I'll tell if you what, in the model airplane club, I'm going back to New York and I'm probably going 30 years ago, so I was probably in my 20s. And the old guys always had an issue with the young guys. Right. And they were, because I guess as an old man, you get up at 4 a.m., and so you're at the model airplane field at like 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. And because we didn't roll up until noon or whatever, they're all like unhappy that we weren't there in the morning and stuff. It's like, I'm sleeping late. You know, I worked all week. I'm sleeping late. I'm not retired like you guys. Right. It, and they, they always had an issue. I've seen it in organizations and I've seen it from the old dudes, like you said, and the new guys coming in. And then maybe you do something that isn't traditional as the old dudes did. Or like you said, maybe you got bad skills and they, you know, kind of felt, you know, they're, look, I I mean, we're we're all aging, we're all getting older and, you know, your cognitive abilities, your reaction times, all of that stuff is slipping as time goes on. And I I think it's something we got to like be critically aware of in that's in the aviation community. That's why we do biannual flight reviews. Every two years, you got to fly with an instructor. He's got to make sure you got that skill set. Uh, we do medicals. At, at, I'm over 50, so you have to have a medical um, every two years uh, just to make sure you're physically capable, that you're not going to have an issue. And there's different levels of medicals depending on, you know, what type of pilot certificate you have. So, yeah. But, but, you know, like in USPSA, um, I never had that issue in USPSA. And, and in actuality, I've seen it a couple of times and experienced it a couple of times, whereas the older generation in USPSA are more like coaches and mentors to the younger people. Mm-hmm, and they're like, mm-hmm. hey, let me help you get to this grandmaster ranking. Come on, let me show you something. Let me, it, let me help you out. And it could be... I think it's just the mentality. A culture within an organization. Like yeah, you get yeah, one guy... In a company or, you know, in a group, you know, mm-hmm. and he can he can spoil it for the rest of the people. Yeah. You know, and you can I, breathe and I think that, that can rub off the people the wrong way as well. But, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I've never had um, like the negative experience. What with one shooting organization that I had with another, you know, and um, and like I said, I'm, I'm not going to even bring race into it because I think that's an escape goat um, at times. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just the mentality of the people and like how they look at it. Because, I mean, even when you look at it, basketball, baseball, football, the new guy comes on. What's the first thing everybody does? Try to make them look bad or try to show them like you're not with our skill level or whatever. I mean, sure. it's with everything, motorcycles, racing cars, everything, golf, mm-hmm. <laughs> you name yeah. it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, um, but it's just one of those type things like. But one thing I am appreciative about with um within the sport of USPSA, you can pick the phone up and call anybody, and if they don't know the answer, they will push you off to somebody who does know the answer. Oh, cool. Yeah, so like that's one thing I can positively say about the sport that is uplifting. And, and even like if you get DQ'd, I've heard other people say it, and I, I've been DQ'd plenty of times in a match, whereas – 
the demeanor and attitudes are so pleasant. It's like you don't want to leave because you feel like you're doing something wrong, <laughs> you know. But it's it's all within the sport, and, you know. And then of course, um, once more people get to know you, they want to talk to you more. And then of mm-hmm. course, you know, like if you're sponsored by somebody and you're wearing the jerseys and promoting the brands and everything, that's a conversation within itself, also. You know, so like I said, I really do enjoy the the sport of shooting, and I wish more people would get into it. But I'm a firm believer in people who are Reasons against why firearms. I like if they were to be actually the people sit holsters, down they're 100 made here in the United States. Come out and see the sport of shooting and how people react. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying because what the sport competition sport of shooting. I know within USPSA. It's only been something like because um, sport what started in like the seventies or something like that, so it's still relatively young. But when you look at it, it was only like two infractions over fifteen, like it was two infractions within fifteen years of each other or something like that. So there, I have a history of podcasting. I I came uh, I've I've done podcasting in the tech world and I still do. Uh, so not a lot of people know the tech geek side of me, unless you watch my YouTube channel and stuff like that. But um, the there were these guys in Europe that did a Linux podcast. They always would trash guns and they would like trash the Americans, you know, the, those idiot Americans and, you know, their guns and blah, blah, blah. And then the biggest loudmouth on that podcast started competing in firearms <laughs> Yeah, that's normally it's how like, it goes. Yeah. And so it's the opposite of familiarity breeds contempt. Familiarity breeds a love and an appreciation. And I, I think it's easy to get in on the group saying, you know, those people, those things, and I don't mean to be pointing at you, I'll point this way, uh, are bad. Right. And that, yeah. you know, until you, you know, and it doesn't matter what you shoot, you know, you could be shooting a 22 at a paper target and be like, Oh, Hey, that's cool. I'm having a good time. And it's something the whole family can do. A lot of people can do. I've, I've brought numbers of people to the range and their kids, you know, people, you know, my age with their kids and we'd all go to the range and go shoot and have a good time. They had a, um, an anti firearm rally here in Columbia, South Carolina. And, um, I just happened to pop up on it. And of course, you know, some people knew who I was, um, who knew who I was. And this lady, she just started giving me the business and she was just talking negative and everything. And I was like, Hey, why don't you just come to the range with me and let me show you something. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So it was like two or three of them. They came out to the range with me and I told them, Hey, pull out your phones, you know, record everything I'm about to say, because it's public knowledge. It ain't no secret for you, man. Firearms. And, of course, you know, they was trying to um, like shoot holes in everything you were saying, right? But I was giving them a class. They just didn't know I was giving them a class. They just thought I was like showing them how to shoot a firearm or talking about the firearm. Right, but right. I was legitly giving them a class. And um, two of them, they sat there and you could tell they started enjoying it. But one of them at the end was like, yeah, that was pretty fun. And I see what you're saying now, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The other two, you can tell they were still trying to look for the gap in it. You know, good for you for getting three people out like that because you, mm-hmm. you have people like, yeah, okay, maybe I'll do it. Right. But, but then the they. Game, um, I reached out to um, a couple politicians. Um, 
like I know I reached out to Whoopi Goldberg at one time and told her like, hey, I'm willing to come to you or you can come to me and we can do this class for free mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. you can understand. But it was like everybody who I heard that was bashing firearms, I always reach out to them and say, let me give this to you for free. And the media doesn't even have to know about it. All right. right. Just let me do it right. for you one on one so you can actually experience it. And now when you go on whatever platform you're on and you're going to talk about it, now you can actually reference it to, hey, I went through this guy, this class, and I liked mm -hmm. it or I didn't like it. And every time you hear conversations about it, people who talking they don't like firearms, they never bring on somebody who is pro firearms to counter the talk, you know? So um, I... I had, and, and I don't know if I've dealt with it in the right way, and, and a lot of times I'll get confrontational instead of, you know, more bees with honey kind of thing. And Why get confrontational about it? And, and you're right. Like, I want to argue the point logically. Yeah, so this is how you, know? you can actually argue the point logically. Use history as the reference, because look at what Germany did when before they turned Nazi. Oh, yeah. Registered the guns, took them yeah, away. They had to register the guns, register everything personal they had. And the next thing you know, they got nothing. And you're under the control of who says what. Mm -hmm. right? And then even if they're going to say, oh, that was so long ago. OK, so what happened in Venezuela just a couple of years ago? Sure. Right. Same stuff. For food and everything, the same format of how they did stuff. Right. But then even look at what took place here in America. And let's use California as this example, right? So when everything started getting out of control, what's the first thing um, police said? Well, you're on your own. We can't protect you. But didn't mm -hmm. the Supreme Court say that same thing? <laughs> yeah, the Supreme right. Court said they have, no, they have no duty to... No obligation. To, to protect you, you know what Correct. I'm saying? So now, even when you look at it from that standpoint, when all that was going on out there in California, notice how, like, Everybody who was anti-firearms started going and getting firearms, especially when the pandemic started happening. Mm -hmm. Right, but yet you still oh, yeah. want to take firearms away. But what's going on here? Well, there's good firearms and bad firearms. No, they all speak the same language. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just the the character of the person behind that tool is so, the intent of its use. I'll tell you what happened. I think it was last week. So I. Friday last week. So we're out to dinner. My father-in-law is an older gentleman and he uh, has an aide and one of the aides, um, she's like, you have guns, you know, and she's going through the whole guns are bad guns, kill people. I'm like, well, my guns are pretty lazy then because they're just sitting around. They're not out killing people. Right. I'm like I even have ghost guns and they don't do anything bad. Mm. She's like, yeah. So I'm, kind of busting her chops in kind of a friendly way showing her like, like pictures of my gun scrolling through i'm like yeah you see that you know see that I'm like come on out to the range with me you know what i i kind of i could have done it a little less not that i was antagonistic but i was like a little edgy about it and i probably could have done it in a better way just because you care about it so much and that's the whole thing but even when you're engaging with people you also got to remember Everybody has an opinion, right? Not hey. everybody's going to like what you like. Yeah, um, and, and good point. John, Bob is uh, in there. You want to bring him in? Yeah, yeah. You have controls too. Well, I, I didn't want to do the screen format thing. Putang, <laughs> the man. 
Gentlemen, go ahead. It's not for me. MW, do you know Bob? Uh, Actually, I don't. (laughs) Putain clan. The master of the 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 master of uh, the master of the P80. Now I'm the jack of all trades. Jack of all trades. That's my life. How many people are in your clan, though? That's the question. (laughs) I I guess uh, eight thousand, whatever, right? Yeah, you missed the subscriber count question. Yeah, if you would have yeah. said nobody, I would have been like, count me in, because I think it's a cool name. By itself. I'm saying in this building, I'm just here by myself, man. Back home is five, and there's 15 in the building across the street. But yeah, there there's 8,000 on the internet, I guess. Yeah. There you go right there. <laughs> Forever expanding. That's so, right. Amen. Bob, can you talk? So, in MW, Bob works at JSD Supply, and okay. I'm assuming, I, I don't know if you're there at 9 a.m. when when the boys came in. Is Can you talk about it or are you not? Uh, no, no. I was at the doctor. No, no, so he's not talking about it. Oh, okay. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, guys. Say, just, <laughs> yeah, just wait till more information comes about it and let people talk to the lawyers. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So... I'm assuming John got word from legal counsel not to have Bob talk about. No, what no, it's just today. smart. No, it's yeah, smart there's, a, there's, yeah, there's well, there's a lot of stuff I don't know, and there's a ton I won't talk about. Right? Yeah, I wasn't there, and I got all excited. No, I got upset because I'm sitting in the the waiting room, and I live about an hour from from the shop. <laughs> I'm sitting in the waiting room at the doctor, waiting for my. I think you were just talking about getting doctor's checkups. I got to go in every year, uh, like I'm sure a lot of people do. I'm sitting there waiting, and I see. I see a message pop up. It says ATS here. It's like, damn it. I missed it. Right. So, so I got a couple minutes. The doctor hasn't come out yet. And, uh, it turned out it was just two dudes in suits delivering a letter. Yeah. Well, that's um, what so I like, said. Um, I'm, I'm kind of upset, but it, I mean, it was kind of relieving, but at the same time, you know, I'd have been mad if it was more, I'd still rather been there. Um, but yeah, really, really uneventful. Now I really just hit the link because I didn't want to clarify what I was writing earlier. Um, the, the letter, very much says the same thing the rule does, right? Just directed at someone. Yeah, and uh, it's and like, gives, oh. And it's just as vague and gives just as little clarity as the rule does, if not less. It doesn't say this thing and this thing are okay, right? It just says the stuff The stuff you sell is firearms, and you can't do that. In, in so many words, there's a, a lot of other details about it. But it also but, says, and I think I, I heard John mention already, we've already all read it. It specifically says, this has always been the law, right? References the GCA and says this is, they're readily convertible, so they've always been firearms, and you never should have sold them. And that's really, and I think, uh, what, I think me and a lot of other people mentioned it back when, uh, that's what I was saying about P80, whenever they got actual rated, not a knock on the door and a cease to desist letter. Thank you very much, Mr. Venro. Have a nice day. No, we don't have any answers to any of your questions. Um, when they got actually rated, um, they said the same thing. That's how they got their warrant was that we, this, these have always been firearms and they're breaking the law. Uh, if that makes sense. So that's why I said that was kind of step one and step two. This is very much the same thing, only a softer touch where they showed up with a letter and said, Hey, we did, you're, you're selling firearms and you always have been since 1968, right? Since the GCA. Um, and it says, and I forget who published it already. Maybe I'll put a picture of it, of it up later too, I guess on Instagram. So I already saw it floating around, but it specifically says, like, what's the word they use, John? Notwithstanding the, you know, prior yeah, letters. Yeah, prior letter. 21 R-05. Yeah, it specifically says, this has nothing to do with that rule. 
these have always been firearms. Um, wow. And that's what I saw when the rule came out, too. This, this whole thing, this is an ongoing saga. It started, you know, may have started before, but for sure started when P80 got hit. Um, this is so, two years we've been dealing with the ATF trying in so many words and in very ambiguous terms that are nonspecific to say, well, we think everything is a firearm. Right. And it always has been. It's not us. Does that make sense or not? I want to clarify this. No, new I, rule, I, they're not viewing it as a new rule. They're viewing it as we're just explaining to you what the law has always been since 1968, which is bullshit. But anyway, you had rich. So it's the phrase that I use to describe how the ATF thinks is don't put your junk in crazy. Okay. Because uh, people ask me, you know, well, what's your opinion of this? What do you think? I'm like, I'm not crazy. I can't answer that question. And <laughs> yeah. the, 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 you know, this is still a, a hunk of metal. It's, it's right. an 80%. Yeah, I was just, uh, what? I don't even know if I'll bother with it now. I was editing the video I started two weeks ago when the, the final version of the rule dropped um, to say that, and I still think it is coming, right? Just because uh, JC Supply got, got our letter or their letter today, it's all coming. That's what the rule says. And again, it's claiming that since 1968, you weren't allowed to possess an unfinished receiver and a jig, or when you possess the two, it's a firearm, if that makes sense. And that's what they're trying to do. That's what I thought the rule did all along. So it's everybody. Um, I saw, I don't know whether it was on here in the, the comments, somebody mentioned Brownells. Anybody that sells a compatible, I believe, from what I read, anybody that sells parts and a jig and an unfinished frame or receiver but, is going to be in the same boat. Because the ATF saying when those things exist in the same place, they're a firearm. D- doesn't Brownells sell these things? Uh, they did, or maybe still do. They did this last time I checked. And yeah. I don't know if you would know, but did a number of organizations that sell P80s or eighty percent firearms get a letter today, or just you guys? Not that I know of yet. Yeah. Oh, we haven't heard anything. Heard. Um, but I've been checking around. Uh, so far, it's it's you guys. I think they might be trying to make an example of you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Well. uh in, in, that makes sense. I don't, well, see, I've yeah, speculated but... that, and in, in feel free to say no comment. No, say, he's going to say no comment. Yeah. Sorry, so, guys. This, this is, uh, yeah, I, this I, is I, what I, I do, Rich. When yeah. something like this comes out, I normally wait like three days to about five days before I even say anything about it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah Bob, don't say anything to anyone. All right. Why'd you let Rich invite me then if I'm not allowed to talk? Because you can talk about other stuff. You can talk about the roles. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm just, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just um, looking yeah. out for you guys, man. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, they're just proving that they didn't need to wait for the rule again. This, I, I don't, I don't see anything different than this, other than the softer touch. Right? They went to a judge and got a warrant and said these guys are selling firearms, and those things have always been firearms, right? A BBS kit in a box. And I knew when they did that that we were eventually coming to this point, I guess, right. We're, we're running around here thinking that we have 120 days or what the, the effective dates, August 24th, right. That there's some reason they have to wait till then. And hopefully this helps clarify for some folks what, what I thought, you know, what I thought uh, kind of a year ago when this thing first came out, they're not saying that you have until then for our new rule, right. We're calling a new rule and we're playing along with their game, but they've been saying since at least 2020, 
that that collection of parts with the Jaeger template to complete that unfinished frame is a firearm wherever it exists. That's what they've thought all along. Maybe this is just an example of how slow the government moves, right? They 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 tried what they tried with Palmer eighty, and uh, maybe that didn't go the way they want. I don't know. So here we are. Well, just give a couple years later. Just give it a couple weeks and um, let the powers to be hash it out. You know, behind closed doors, and somebody's gonna come up with something. But I'm pretty sure somebody is fighting. So here's my multi-part conspiracy theory. Part one of my conspiracy theory is the former acting head of the ATF intentionally made this rule that's coming out and, you know, that's on the 120-day countdown totally unworkable because it just doesn't seem to me like if anybody of any intelligence was put in charge of having a number of people build a rule because it seems like a number of people that didn't talk to each other wrote that rule. I believe that the former acting attorney general intentionally sabotaged this rule and made it 120 days. That's, that's conspiracy theory. Number one. No, well, I, I I think I'm not going to give the ATF too much credit here, but I do think that they did not want to come out with this rule like they did. Yeah. Yeah, I I think somebody somebody threw a wrench in the works on that rule because it, it's and and Bob, I think you've probably been through that rule really well, and I I think you actually have the best video discussing uh, the John. new rule. Yeah, I mean John, but I I like you better, and I I'm no 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 up. yeah you you have it um Because John doesn't send me cool stuff in the mail. You do. So that's. <laughs> I don't John, believe that at all. John less frequently sends me cool stuff. In the... Oh, I got something cool from MW. I think it's still here. You, I, there, there was something you wanted to raise money for. It was a challenge coin. Here it is. Yeah, I think the Walter Arms. Yep. That was it. I got that from MW. Like, I don't know if I donated some money or something like that. Or... Well, that was just for the. Um raising money for the law enforcement to do uh, jiu-jitsu training. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu is badass. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, I love I challenge points, jiu-jitsu. Those things are cool. Yeah, so, like, when I first got out of the military, what I wanted to do was give back to the community, and the best way I figured to do it is um, not so much giving back towards the military, but to the community as a whole. And I was trying to get other people – to follow the lead and do the same thing within their community, which was just raise money and either um, adopt or support um, a fire. I mean, a LEO to go to a gym and do jujitsu for a year. But um, what it, the program actually evolved into was because the gym that I go to half of the population in the gym are law enforcement officers. Oh, cool. Yeah, so we just paid for everybody in the gym who already went to the gym, and they didn't have to pay for whatever the time frame was. Nice. You know, so. Wow. And I, I don't know if you communicated or at least I – the idea is that give law enforcement officers tools other than lethal force Correct. to, you know – In training. Deal with the situation. Correct. For and example – um, The problem is – Go for it, John. Sorry, sorry. For example, in Kenosha, uh, like uh, uh, the Darren, what's his? Oh my god, I can't. The one that the officer took for seven minutes. Oh yeah, George uh, Floyd. 
George Floyd, yeah. Yeah, the, um, sorry. that wasn't Kenosha, but... Not Kenosha, but I don't know. I'm that was confused. Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yeah, uh, it, Jiu-Jitsu would have told him that that's effing bad. <laughs> you know, you're going to kill someone. Right. You know, you go out with them, like, with with the... They call them chokes, but they're more sh- strangles. I, there's, there's, like, a movement to change their name to strangles or some reason. Because yeah. so, that's what it is. So you're cutting the yeah. blood off. And... Uh, Within, if you cut the blood off, you're out with with less than a minute. Correct. So if the guy would have done the choke correctly, as you stated, the V in your arm right here, mm-hmm. you got two veins that run through your neck. Yeah, the crowded arteries. And and the choke, um, if you do it properly, it just closes in on those two veins on your neck, which puts you to sleep. Yeah. But what the guy did was he had his arm straight going straight across his throat. And that's why um, he couldn't. I mean, that was a cigarette. Um, that was the other one. But um, but he had it, whereas it was going straight into his throat, where he couldn't breathe, and he kept saying, "I can't breathe, I can't breathe," you know. And then what's the comeback? Well, if you could talk, you can breathe. Yeah, you know, which is totally wrong. But I also felt like um, at that time frame, there was a lot of people getting shot unnecessarily. Um, but depending on where you are in the country and the climate between the community and officers, um, you know, the change has to start from the lower level. It can't start from the top and work its way down. It has to start from the lower level and work its way up. And I, I think that was brilliant. In fact, you, you were doing this way before George Floyd. So Correct. years yeah. before that. Yeah. This was back in 2017 mm-hmm. when I, when I first started that. And, and, then, and I, um, I just think that's an amazing course. Correct. And that was the whole thing is the possibly, because I, I feel like if you was actually in shape and you get jujitsu behind you, and if you train it enough, it becomes subconscious to you to what you're going to do. You don't get, really got to think about it. Your body just naturally does whatever it does, sure. you know, depending on how long you've been training with it. But at the same time, Think about it from this standpoint. If you have a firearm on you, you're not going to allow somebody to talk to you a certain type of way or do certain things to you. But if you didn't have that firearm on you, you're going to take another means of approach with the way you talk and the way you handle that situation. It's the same way, whereas if you know how to actually defend yourself, right? Because you you, you know how to size people up. You know what I'm saying? It, <laughs> so. it all... I had a road rage incident and normally I'd be like, well, F you too. And I'm like, yeah, you know, let me, I found a road I could turn off immediately and get away from the guy. I'm like, Hey, I'm carrying, this could go bad. Like, let me get away from the situation. And I think, like you said, there's, there's many tools that we have and some people are able to talk their way out of a situation if you can, you know, use some hold or jujitsu to get, you know, to oh, de-escalate the situation or get control. Hold on, hold on, hold on, um, hold on. We missed something. Rich, you're supposed what? to be monitoring the comments. I, I did post that. You were heads down, man. Oh, sorry. I'm working on stuff. I'll do it again. Wolverine! Thank you, Chris. You make... What a, you know, Chris has been with with the channel since uh, we had like under a hundred hundred people watching. Oh, cool! He was like like number like thirty or something <laughs> sub subbing. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember in YouTube when you used to get an email for every time you got subbed? Dude, that would kill me. You used to get the channel. 
Right, right. You used to get an email in the name of the person that subbed you. Yeah. Do you know what I would do on my other channel? Were you over 25K now? Or? Oh, I'm, a, I'm about to hit 27. 27K? Cool. Yeah. yeah, I think they still do that. Um, cause especially mm-hmm. like if you get a message. I know like every time I get a message, I get an email. And then, of course, when I Oh, a message, it, but a... not... When you get a sub, you don't get like the name of the sub. It used no, to be you got that. an... I get that too. Really? Yeah. Man, maybe it's something that you turn off. I don't know. Yeah, I would I have to turn, turn that off. And on. Yeah, because I'm... like um, I'll get something that says like somebody <laughs> subscribed to your channel. Yeah, from here, from this channel, I wouldn't. It wouldn't really matter. Right. My other yeah, channel, and... it might be a little bit of an issue. <laughs> I'm getting like two thousand subs a month. I, I'm not sure if if I didn't articulate something right, but MC says I disagree with that. I'm not sure what he disagrees, but I, here's the part I agree with when caring, I avoid more situations more than I would. No, I think and, he was talking about the example that I gave. Um, when I said the way you talk to people with a gun, without a gun, I think that's probably what he was talking about. It was a rough example, not a good example, mm-hmm. but um, a lot of people who carry, they're not going to sit there and get confrontational with somebody. You yes. Know, so, because like, that's the first thing is you well, that's like all the fist fights know. that break out at gun shows. Hey, you bumped into me. You bumped into me. Mm. You know, and then everybody pulls guns and right. But um, but I do believe um, people who actually carry they carry themselves with the higher guards of respect for the culture. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know anybody who's going to pull out personally. Like everybody who I know personally is just going to pull out just for whatever reason. You oh, no. Because, like, I've seen some people get into like an argument with somebody, but they didn't pull out the firearm. It was just right. Like, hey, just leave, just leave, <laughs> you know? And that was the end of it. Right. I was in, in a confrontational situation, and I'm like, but you got a gun. I'm like, and you're not using it for this. That is the last thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, Kind of going through, like, you have the option of doing this, this, this and oh, you got to I'm like, no, that stays in the pocket. I just apologize and be like, I'm sorry, man, whatever. A lot of it, times it's just easier just to let them think they won the situation. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, hey, man, look, oh. you, you got it. You're right. Okay, I'll just leave. Or, okay, that's the end of it. You, you, you're the man. No, I'm not trying to be it, tough or I, anything, you know. It's like, you know, it, you can't let your pride get you killed or get exactly. someone else's killed. Right, mm-hmm. right. And, and like whatever you can do to defuse the situation is, I, I think, always the best way to go. And remember, you have a dead, and, you have a, you have a, something that can take a life in your pocket, and that's a great resp- – and if you choose to carry something like that, yeah, uh, the there's a great responsibility and... that, that, you, that you carry with that. Right. And I think more of the problem is uh, – so – I, I did my initial uh, CCW class in actually Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And uh, the instructor, what he said is, one, you're better off letting the professionals deal with it. Now, somebody kicks in your door at you know 3 a.m. and the cop's 30 minutes away, 20 minutes away, you probably can't have a professional deal with it. But if, if at all possible, you can have a professional deal with it, that's great because even if you're right, is what I say to everybody. Let's say you some meth head kicks in your door at 3 a.m. and wants to steal your silverware and and, and rape your wife and rape your daughter. And we're and demonetized. You, 
Thanks, Rich. Actually, and, and I don't monetize fetching, but yeah, that the R word will get you demonetized. That that is something that it, def- definitely does happen. Wow! And, and if and you, if you that? plant that guy, no, I had no idea. Yep. It, I, so I should say pillage because you <laughs> the one yeah, goes pillage would be, would be. It's too late now, so say whatever the hell you want. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to my dashboard to see if I'm still monetized. It, it might take a minute, so, but you, you're, it's definitely going to get you demonetized. Mm. Uh, the the point that I'm trying to make is it's still gonna no matter how right you are it's still gonna cost you ten grand in legal fees. Oh, that's you just know, starting. That's just starting. Right, right. So that that's just crap you want to avoid if at all possible. So, well, where I start at is like I said, I always clean my firearms with Aegis Gun Care, and. Uh, <laughs> I might break into my house. I might just, hey, before I shoot you or before we have this discussion of what's going to happen next, um, you want a cup of this Jam 4 coffee and tell me what you think of it? <laughs> run it from there. <laughs> you, you're like, the guy breaks in Mike's door and it's like, I smell vanilla. Is that J&M coffee? What is it? It is. They, they got the pecan pie. Mm-hmm. I'll get you some coffee, Rich. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they got okay. they got some new ones that came out, and I don't know why I kept butchering his name. Uh, Snickerdoodle, Snickerdoodle, Snickerdoodle. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> it's I, a I think it's the other. Snickerdoodle. Yeah, because yeah, I actually um I asked somebody like, "Hey, have you ever heard of this before?" And they said it's actually some cookies. Is Appalachian gun yeah, right? I think it's Snickerdoodle. Okay, yeah, um, I, like, I, I never heard of that before. <laughs> I want to answer this. Uh, Appalachian gun runner says. Uh, uh, when when was the main concern become monetization? And it's not. It's just that every every, every single stream, every single stream that we break the monetization rule. So it's kind of like an ongoing joke, like a running joke. And with the it, monetization, it's kind of like a challenge to play within the rules and not yeah. break. The no, rules. no, it's just we, we we never make it through like a stream without doing something that would get us demonetized. So it's kind of like a running joke now yeah and jason king nailed it too and i didn't somebody just told me that a few months ago yeah it does it does since end of 2018 they're like hey you know you could be growing twice as fast if you if you didn't do these and they deleted all my crap anyway but they're like not being monetized means that your video never gets recommended to anybody for anything they don't want anything they can't sell ads on Uh, so that's why it's really important for the for the cause man yeah to make sure this message gets out there yeah, well, this we're never gonna get out on this channel. That's why I put my other channel. That's why I did my other channel to separate them. So <laughs> because of Rich, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> John's my favorite guy now. Uh, Bob he used to be my favorite. Thanks, Rich. Hey, Rich, and you're. We were just talking. Were you saying you still do get those notifications? My notifications for everybody that subscribes to my channel. Oh no, no, I don't in, get that. Or in my social folder of the Gmail that's attached to my channel. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I remember. I know I used to see it, but all the all my comment ones go there. And uh, I just uh, I just found out apparently P. D. Ralph wasn't subscribed to me until May fourth. Um, yeah. yeah, I was just scrolling through. It's like I know I used to see those too, but Gmail. At least if you if you use Gmail for your uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking at your, my yeah, yeah it's email. My computer is crap. Yeah, I'm yeah, my that. Yep, my promotions folder has them. Holy crap. Yeah, you're right, though. If I had every comment, for sure, I'd kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> but now, here's it's another thing. It's a whole thing, folder um, full of YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Yeah. Comment, comment. 
another thing that we're doing also is um I didn't put much effort into the um YouTube channel. But once we hit a thousand subscribers on that channel, I think it's at like seven fifty eight right now. So once we hit one thousand subscribers, we're doing a giveaway. You know, oh so cool. Yeah, so it's gonna be products from JM4, Aegis Gun Care, Hunter HD Gold, DevTech, oh, nice. um, Outdoor Dynamics, and a few more people. Of course, MW Tactical, we're giving hats and shirts away as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. So if you want to be a part of that giveaway, just go subscribe to the M W Tactical YouTube channel. Let's see. I'm checking if I got my notifications on for that. <laughs> well you'll know it once somebody subscribes to you it should just pop up I, I know... i'm subscribed all right i turned my notifications on right yeah because i know like every time somebody sends me a message um or on a video then i'll get the email like so-and-so wrote you and it'll have their message and then i'll just go into it and just reply to it so 205 gonna... videos dude you got a lot of videos out there yeah, man. But you got to remember, too, um, I actually started doing videos when I got out of the military because mm-hmm. when I first linked up with Proper, those were the first videos I'd done. And because you, you got to remember, when I first got onto the scene, everybody was giving you stuff for free. And at the same time they was giving you stuff for free, I was more like, no, I got to pay you for this. And they was like, no, 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 you're good. You're good. So I told them, like, you give me something, I'm going to make a video for it. And uh-huh. that's how that relationship started right there. And then um, what's the flashlight company? I can't think of the O-Light? name right now. No, not Olight. Um, Streamlight? No, yeah, Streamlight. Streamlight. No, is it Streamlight? <laughs> no, no, it's not Streamlight either. Um, man, Kevin Dixie was sponsored by them. <laughs> Um, but it'll come back to me, but that flashlight, um, when we was at, uh, I think it was NRA or shot show, whichever one it was, the guy gave me a flashlight and I made a video about the flashlight. So every video oh, cool. you saw me do back when I first started, it was, everybody gave me that stuff and I just mm-hmm. made a video about it. You know, um, now it's like, um, people still send me stuff. But of course, you know, like I won't just make a video of anybody who sent me stuff. So I got to believe in your product, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to put yeah. out bad products so nobody can take my word for it and go buy it and be like, man, this is crap, <laughs> you know? So, um, like, I think the last company that reached out to me was Mantis. And I did a review on the product, and put it out there. And I think that's actually great idea. And um, they actually hit me up during um, the pandemic when you couldn't go out the house. <laughs> so oh, that's wow. A, yeah, cool. that's a great... ...and get out of your house, so that's my day. Yeah, that, I, I think that's great stuff. Yeah. All right, guys, so we got to get out of here. Um, we've been on too many, too, too long. Oh, do. So... Let's uh, let's go around the room and say hi to everyone and say bye. You can find me at John Crump News, John Crump Live, whatever. I don't care. Um, just 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 support JSD Supply. Um, that's what, that's all I care about. Uh, Rich, you can follow him on MySpace at Flying Rich. And I'm not even joking. 
think Mike's locked up. Hold on, let's let's put this. Yeah, screen. he, he kind of went in and out. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was me, but since I swapped out my router, I'm good again. And he's gone. Uh, Mike is sponsored by Gene. Ooh. Or tactical, or whatever. Uh, I don't know. He's Jam for tactical in Aegis Gun Care. Aegis Gun Care and NW. Watch his videos. Yep, I uh, would tell them where they can find his at videos at M W Tactical on the YouTube's. And that's M W Tactical. Sorry, I'm playing this video now. I clicked on one. M W Space Tactical. On YouTube, uh, great guy. I've I've actually known him for years from uh, Hank Strange from being on his show, um, I, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't had him on. I you know because I do the booking for the show here, and you do a great Bob, job, Rich. Man, thanks, Bob. Thanks. You know, when I panic, call Bob. Bob, Bob, what are you doing in two minutes? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so where can they find Putang or what is it? Putang does America. Yeah, no, it's still Putan Clan, but I don't need anybody to do that. I need everybody to stay tuned to, uh, I guess, Flying Rich's channel and John Crump Live. Um, while, uh, yeah, and I wanted to thank, thank, yeah, thank uh, everybody, everybody who's yeah. been or is a customer to STP Supply for your patience while uh, St. Venro and smarter people than me uh, figure out what's going on and get us moving forward. Appreciate yeah. the support. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're here for you guys. So whatever you guys need, whatever kind of you know pushing out the info, uh, we support you, and and we're all happy to help. John will always um, know before the rest of the world. So yeah, you just got to stay tuned to John Crump Live. Yep. Oh, Mike's back. <laughs> Mike, tell everyone where they can find you, and then we're gonna get out of here. Oh, okay. Well, you can actually find me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just do a search for at m underscore w tactical. And you'll see all the videos I've done, and um, you'll support me in everything I do as far as shooting. Um, and actually, go ahead and hit up all the sponsors that we have, Jam4 Tactical, uh, DevTech, Aegis Gun Care, Hunter HD Gold, Outdoor Dynamics, CAE Transfers. Hit them up and tell them that you heard about them. But um easiest way to do it is just go ahead and do a search for at M underscore W Tactical. And you'll see everything that I do as far as Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest. You Twitter, mean like your shirt? Stuff. Yeah, that's it right there. That's the branding. And right you know there. what? I think we're going to go out with the Jam 4 commercial because I love it. Yeah, let's do it. I think it's funny too. <laughs> Did you bring protection? Uh, I, I left it at home. It's just a little uncomfortable. <sighs> Sounds like you've never used JM4 Tactical before. Lined with leather for your pleasure. JM4 Tactical's magnetic holsters keep your piece securely in place without the need for a belt. So when you slide it in... Uh, feels like there's nothing there. Click the link to get your hands on your own holster or go to jm4tactical.com. 